Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Monday, July 31, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? A lot of stuff going on. We're at the last day of the month of July, getting into a fresh new month. So what I want to do, and this is really the theme slash topic of tonight's video in the larger picture, I want to harken back to about five weeks ago or so, plus or minus. Remember what we were talking about. Go back to around the last two weeks of June. We talked about it at least four or five times. What was going to or likely to happen in July, I said a number of times July was likely to be a big month. Well, guess what? If you take the low to the high of July, it's roughly, and this is just an eyeballs rough number, about 220 S&P handles, about 22 SPY points. I think that qualifies for a big month. Now, here we go into August. Prevailing wisdom would have us believe that August will be the summer doldrums. August will be a light month. A snooze fest, if you will. Now, we may get that, but I'm in the camp of one more time. I believe we're going to get movement in August. Whether it's up or down remains to be seen, but we just had a big up move. Are we going to get a garden variety retracement? Now, let's narrow things down and look at the daily chart, the weekly chart, look at some other stuff. And let's get a determination of where we are, what we have to watch. The market is in an uptrend. That's the first thing we're going to say. So above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until it's not. Now, there can be, there will be some kind of a trend change slash market reversal at some point. They're going to pull back, whether it's 3% or 4% or 5% or 7%, whatever it is. That's going to happen Eventually, the market just doesn't go up forever, although at times we believe we, as a general rule, human behavior, while the market's going up, we tend to believe that things that are happening now are going to continue to happen into the future, into the near term. While it certainly can and does at times, likely story is, when you least expect it, they're going to tug on the rug a little bit. All right, let's narrow things down to the daily chart. Last week, I believe this was Thursday, we got a reversal candle in the spider. Not tremendous volume, but certainly above the average volume. So it's a puzzle piece, it's on the table, and it gives us a benchmark. It gives us something we can use. What do I mean by that? Well, we're going to use the high as a benchmark, above the high, and the market can certainly float higher. What we have above is... The big fat round number of 460, we have 462, the original zone, if you remember correctly, was 458 to 462. The high last week was 459.44, that's this high on Thursday, and so far we're below that number. So they're in the zone, they got into the zone, they're still hanging around the zone. Closing daily, certainly closing weekly above 460. Above 462 would be uber bullish. That's this pivot here. Even above the big fat round number of 460. 
Daily close above is one thing. Weekly close above is something else. That's a bullish signal. A weekly close above that pivot, uber bullish. This pivot right there. Now, let's talk about something else. Time. Time is more important than price. The weekly chart, we have an on-time type of situation. Remember, we looked at this a couple of times already over the last few sessions. The monthly chart, you're in an on-time type of situation. When you look at that, you say, well, the monthly chart takes a long time to materialize. But the weekly chart takes less time to materialize. You have an on-time type of situation within an on-time type of situation. I would write that down, put it on a sticky note. If I didn't know anything and I showed up today and I understood time and I understood the on-time type of situation and I looked at the weekly on-time situation and the monthly, it's kind of like nesting. It's a thing within a thing. It's like those Russian dolls. What I would say is there's a probability and it's better than a coin toss. There is a probability that we will get some kind of a signal, a topping signal, a turning signal, or a flat-out turn this week. That doesn't mean it has to happen. We're on the lookout. I'm looking for a top. It doesn't have to be a market crashing, collapsing top. I'm looking for a turn. We're looking for a turn top, a top turn. You got to be careful. The market's in an uptrend. The trend is your friend until it's not. The trend is the dominant thing. You're at resistance. We talked about it, 458 to 462. And all of a sudden, on time within an on time. It's one of those things where the stars line up. It's not in search of perfect, but when the stars line up, you have to get out your telescope. What's going on inside the numbers and the live room? Did anybody make money today? Raise your hand, put a comment under the video, let me hear the results from Inside the Numbers and Live Room. Who's doing well? Who's booking profits? Let's get what's called feedback. There's nothing better than customer feedback. Not much fanfare overnight. It was relatively quiet when we woke up at zero dark 30. They were a little bit green. They were close to the flat line. No big deal either way. 457.70 will be an early spot of importance. Getting above opens the door for a higher push, 458.40, we'll circle back to this stuff. The bear case is if they're below 457.70, you'll see that this becomes the pivot later on. The bear case for lower numbers begins around 456.30. So in short, what we've got is, and price was below 457.70 at the opening bell, it was important, it's overhead resistance, you'll see that later. And we've got 456.30, important number. Let's scroll up a little bit. We'll go look at the chart in a moment. Let's get the early scoop. They're still in melt-up mode. The trend is your friend until it's not. However, there are pullbacks in an existing uptrend. So early on, I was willing to be a shorter of the tape at 458.40 up to a spike of 459. That's if they did it during the morning rush period. As you can see from the chart, the high of day was 458.16, so they never got up to that area that I was willing to short. They just really couldn't sustain price above the pivot for very long. And you'll see here, 457.70 is pivotish this morning, and that was really brought out at about 9 o'clock. Let's see what else we have. 
Right out of the gate, you've got the pivot. Above opens the door for a push higher. We know where I was willing to short it higher, but they never got there. Below keeps the door open for the gap left open Friday. So as time goes on, above, they can try for higher, but they really couldn't do it. We saw that. So what we have is below the pivot, the door opens for a test or spike of the low and the gap. Guess what? 456.91 down to 456.30 is the first place of support. That means the first place for a bounce back in the other direction. 456.91 down about 60 cents. There's that spot. You can see that they ran down there. Look from where they came. They ran down to fill the gap, run a test. They came kind of a tweener situation in between. They never got down to the support number that they got down to later in the day. But look at this bounce. We had traders take that. Emailed me later on in the day. Nice trade. But in the live room and inside the numbers, what we did have were a plethora. I like that word. It's still the word of the day from last week. A plethora of traders scooping up shares, scooping up contracts, whether it's options, ES, MES, and they take the ride right back up for the bounce back in the other direction. Therein lies our morning trade. Remember, pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. 10 o'clock, there you have it. Traders that bought the zone between 456.91 and a little lower, book a scalp portion five to seven points. That's my scalp idea, not two points. We're looking for five to seven, then you hold a trailer. My base hit is five to seven ES points, 50 to 70 cents in the SPY. If you're trading options, you got a nice return too. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. Live room, we had some traders that shorted the pivot. Once they got below, they ran a test. We had that occur. We have something for everybody. And the way I describe it in the live room, remember, read these notes, pause the video and go back and double check my work. We have traders in the live room. There's something for everybody. And the way we do it is explain all the time. You have to be comfortable in a trade. Some traders are comfortable with a long and a short trade. Some traders are only comfortable in a long trade. Some traders just like a scalp for a few points. Some traders like to hold. We've got something for everybody. Some traders like the stocks on the move. Speaking of which, quiet Monday morning, but we're gonna take a look at the charts of all three. Remember, there's a method to the madness. Agilent, CRM, and Carvana. CRM was the only one that technically hit its entry objective and did the thing from there. We'll look at all three charts and you'll see why. It's still earnings season. Mondays are quiet. We should have a plethora once again tomorrow and beyond this week of earnings announcements. Therefore, stocks on the move. It should be at least for a couple of days this week, if not more, a bonanza. Agilent, A, haircut at the open. You see what happened here at about 940 or before. The low in this candle was 122.14 against my 121.95, and they ripped it back up in the other direction. But this takes the 121.95 off the table, so all this stuff down here doesn't count because they gave you the trade without hitting the entry target or objective. However, that takes it off the table. The technical end of it is the numbers work. They just missed it at the open. About Carvana, same routine. Little tiny haircut at the open. 42.42 was my number. They made a low in this candle of 42.56, a low in this candle of 42.53. They never got to my number. They took off in the other direction, had a nice rip, but without us, 
The numbers work. They just didn't hit those two today. Either I was wrong or the market just couldn't get there. Either way, it's no trade. About CRM, different story. First candle of the day, low of first candle of the day happened to be 22203. My number was 22205. Had a nice bucket full of traders in the live room hop all over this one. Inside the number members hopped all over this one. They had a nice rip back up in the other direction. You take a look at a three-minute chart and you see here the opening print was 22235. Went right down and got it and ripped it up in the other direction. Nice trade right out of the chute. IWM still on a grind up and here's we're going to use the IWM. We've got some relative strength today, but we also have a divergence on the chart, if you will, from the S&P 500. And here's what I mean. We're going to focus on that Thursday candle right here. We talked about this in the live room today. So what they did was they got above this reversal candle in the IWM and closed above it. So if this was ever going to release energy in the southern direction, well, guess what? That energy is now being released or has an opportunity to be released in the northern direction, closing the day above, which is also negating that reversal candle from last Friday. That's important information. The IWM is my favorite market-leading indicator. And when you look at the weekly chart, what do we have? Well, look familiar. We have this pivot here. They almost got there today. They didn't get there. Then after that, we have the next pivot. These places are important. This is a resistance zone. Can they get through this zone? Yes. Can they get through this with ease? No. Is the market drawing something, drawing price up to something magnetic? The answer is yes. It's one of these two pivots are in between at present. Don't lose sight of this candle here. They just wiped it off the board and they didn't do it in the spider, but they could do it going forward. But right now, wiping it off the board is a bullish situation. You take the market at face value and we treat each chart independent of one another. All charts act and react the same way, but what we do not do is correlate markets. Just because something's happening in one place doesn't mean it's going to happen in another, but we use this information as awarenesses stuff. Awarenesses, that's a new word, awarenesses. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Now, they were down about half a percent today, but it's no big deal. Look where they've been. They had a tremendous week last week. They're above all the moving averages. They're a little bit far from home base, and you see what happens, at least on this run-up. Each and every time they get about this distance from home base, they kind of tend to have some kind of a pullback. So in between here and here, they have a pullback. You see this distance? Same thing. They get up here, they have a pullback. They get up here, they have a pullback. They get up here, we'll see about a pullback. We don't know yet, but this seems to be somewhat symmetrical. We teach symmetry in the course Lazy E-Mini Trader. Part art form, part science. That goes for everything relative to the market, at least from where I sit. Again, we've got the flirting situation with pivots. They didn't get here today, but they almost got here today. It's very close. It didn't get there. Trust me, I looked. Get above there, close above there, and it would have to be a weekly close. That would open the door for the next thing. Running a test is one thing. Spiking it is another. Closing the week above there is a third and entirely different situation. What about the Q people? Up 50 cents, not a big deal. They're grinding. They're not at a new high, but they're above all the moving averages, so we understand and respect the fact that they can make another new high. They continue to do so, just like other markets. High, 
higher high, higher high. Again, until they put in a bona fide trend change, which has not happened, we can always make a new high. They have some unfinished business up around 385.65. Might want to write that down, put it on a sticky note. Start closing candles even from an intraday perspective above that number and they'll likely make a new high and we'll talk about it in the live room if they do that at that time. We'll talk about where the next place is. XLF, nothing doing today, up half a percent. We're not going to make a federal case out of that. They're eating time off the clock. They're above all the moving averages. Where did they find overhead resistance so far? 100 period moving average and in the vicinity of this breakdown candle high. Remember, we always say, sometimes they get to the top, sometimes they come up close, sometimes they come within the top 20%, 10%. You don't know, but in the top general area is the neighborhood where A, it's magnetic, they draw price in, who's they? The breakdown candle high people. And they're very difficult to get through on the first run. Now, they haven't even got to the high yet, but last week they put in a sign and or signal of a potential trend change. So we're watching the XLF very carefully. Not really in that same on-time type of situation, for those of you wondering. Each chart is independent of one another. Not a lot of movement today for Smash Mouth. Up a little bit, nine cents or so, but here's the deal. Where are they? They're knocking on the door of the highs one more time. Above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend. And as long as the trend is pointed up, she can certainly continue to make new highs. Attempt to make new highs. She can make a new high. The only way that doesn't happen, the only way she doesn't keep pushing up is we get some kind of a rug pull event. You don't know that will happen. It's an awareness from a time perspective hearkening back to what we discussed earlier in the video. It's not like you take action on that today. It's an awareness, something we're watching out for. Nothing has to happen. These are the things that are the recipe for market movement, whether it's up or down, or a turn. We have items that make up a recipe for stuff. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.